Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. Megan is snoring in the room. I can't remove her. It is heating up in here. I just pounded a Thai tomka chicken soup. Megan, learn how to breathe. I think Megan's got COVID. Anyway, it's been a while since I have dedicated an episode of Telling Everybody Everything to one given subject. And the remarks of some conservative MP lately, I don't even know what his name is. And let me tell you, I'm not interested because these people uh, across the board are liars and thieves. And I just, I don't bother learning their names anymore. Aha, Rishi Sunak allegedly implied that musicians and artists should adapt or retrain for other jobs because their industries are obsolete in the pandemic. Right away when I saw this headline, and always be careful, when you make a judgment based only on a headline. I was like, what, did he say this really? I read the article, I read the interview. He didn't ever say that explicitly. He never will say anything of substance explicitly. None of them ever do. It's all sandwich, no meat with these people. They'll dance around a question. And so he didn't say that artists should retrain. But anyway, a bunch of artists jumped all over him because they're going through a very, difficult drought and I totally empathize. I totally understand. This reminded me of a time where a good friend of mine was really successful with multi-level marketing, um, network marketing, whatever you want to call it. You know those girls from your high school who start selling candles or essential oils or maybe a skincare line and then they need other friends to invest in it. I saw the success of some of my friends and I thought, oh, I'll reach out to some of my friends in the UK because the brand was expanding. And I thought, oh, Fiona does hair and beauty and all these things. Maybe she'd like to sell it. Maybe some of my friends as a second income would like to get involved. And when I shared this, and especially when I shared it on social media, people freaked out. There is a real community against MLM. And they reached out to me and they said, no, no, these are pyramid schemes. These are scams. So many vulnerable mothers especially get taken in by these and they end up losing all this money. And I have to be very honest, I don't understand. Surely there are scams in every walk of life, in every business model, but I do get confused by the vitriol against MLM. So today I thought that I would first start by ringing my sister, 
let's get Carrie on the phone and hear about her experience with MLM. She sells like a vitamin patch system. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. Thanks for having me. What are your thoughts on MLM? I, I'm not a fan. I like the product. Like I was with an MLM. I'm still using the product. I like it. It's helped my gut health because, as you know, I have colitis. It did make me feel better. It did make my bloating go down, but I don't like the MLM culture. And what's that? They, it's a group of, like, really super positive people. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, slide into people's DMs and make a list of people, even that you haven't spoken to in a while, and start talking to them and get them on this product and get them selling it. And I just don't like it. I would message people if they messaged me first. Yeah. But I didn't like that either. So you think a soft sell doesn't work for MLM. If it was incoming only, you could turn it around and sell it to people, but you don't want to be friendly and reach out. Pretty much. Well, I mean, in theory, that should work. Because I remember even Fiona got on the MLM a bit, and I would share her page on Instagram, and everybody always wants to know about you know, beauty and wellness and my hair and my skin. And I thought, there you go. I'll put it on my stories and people will be in touch. And it didn't work that way. No one got and, in touch. You know, it's not just that. I also feel like not everything works for everybody. Hmm. So do you make money from your MLM thing right now or do you just use it? I was like a year ago. I made a little bit, not much. But now I don't. I just use the products. I don't really post about it anymore. Hmm. It does cost a lot of money yeah. to try it. I think I'm the same way. I worked in sales for a company, not an MLM, but I worked in sales in London. And I am not the personality, I don't think, to sell to people. I really hated ringing people up. I hated taking their money. Um, there were holes in our product for sure that I thought could be better. And I hated trying to justify the value of it. It was hard. But I can see how if you have a product that you really believe in and you think it's good value, it might be easier. It might be easier, but I do think you need to have the personality to reach out to people and talk to them. And that's just not me. I'm too busy for that. I'm I like, have five people I like to talk to, and that's it. <laughs> I might give Amy Murphy a call today. Amy Murphy is our friend who's a millionaire, literally a multimillionaire from MLM. Go for Amy it. Amy Murphy's great. Yeah, she really does have exactly the personality for MLM. She does, and she's friendly, and she is genuinely nice to everybody. Well, that's the Canadian Maritimes. I also think she likes talking to people. She loves talking to people. I mean, it also means men loving men. Oh, I can invest in the men loving men industry. I can invest in that industry too. That's a great, that's a great hashtag. That's a pyramid scheme I want to get on the bottom of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for your insight. Okay. Love you. Talk bye. to you later. Bye. She sounds rough, doesn't she? No wonder, being the ambassador of a vitamin brand, you woke up sounding like you're just at a fucking bachelor party, Carrie. What is going on? I guess it's really early there, so it's not fair to make that judgment. But <laughs> just listening to your voice, listen, there are some vitamins that really turned my life around. I don't believe you, Cruella DeVille. Call me after 2 p.m. Okay. Now, before you accuse me of being too one-sided, because it sounds thus far like I'm pretty positive about MLM, it is, of course, my duty to share with you the warnings against MLM that I have found. 
So loads and loads of people will say, stay away. I understand you have a need for flexibility, especially if you're a student or you have young children, but this is not what you want to do. MLMs are predatory because the only way to make any money is to sign more and more people up under you, and this could ruin your social relationships and make you a pariah to your friends and family. There's also the problem of saturation in a small town, and I think people in rural areas are maybe more vulnerable because of that. When you have everyone signed up, who's left to sign up? And then, I don't know, because with social media now, surely it's limitless and you don't have to have people signing up just from your town? This one's very tricky for me. So I found this from Mona Bushnell's work. It's called MLMs are preying on the dream of entrepreneurship. And it says, women are encouraged to use images of themselves and their families to push and gain recruits. They use the language of third wave feminism and they borrow quotes or phrases from real female CEOs to help recruit people and to legitimize themselves as professionals, you know, like hashtag mom boss, hashtag the future is female. She goes on to warn that it can plunge moms into debt and psychological crisis. Oh, and there's a story here from the 2016 documentary Betting on Zero, where the director Ted Braun talks to Latino families who've lost their entire life savings to Herbalife. They sold their construction businesses to invest in Herbalife. Okay, well, I mean, surely there's a line where if you're making a reasonable small investment for products that you're going to use yourself, and maybe if you're passionate about them, share that with your friends. I don't think anyone's asking you to sell your construction business. Obviously, with any investment, big or small, there's a risk that it won't come back. And I think the trouble that I have understanding all the MLM detractors is that, yeah, there might be someone above you and you might have to do a lot of work to see benefit of your business plan. And in any job, you're going to have a boss. Even when you're working in a Walmart or for the emergency services or in a cafe, you have a boss. I think the real crime is earning minimum wage with really no hope of salary increasing for so many, so many really, really essential jobs. By all means, I think people should receive benefits and insurance, but they don't in most jobs now. And yes, there should be a cap where you don't sell your construction business to make it happen. Let's take a short break now and I will try to get Amy Murphy on the phone. She is a millionaire, a longtime friend of mine, and definitely not a pariah. And we'll talk to Amy when we come back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I decided to call my friend Amy Murphy. We've been friends for a very long time. We live together, work together at Hooters. And then Amy started this amazing MLM journey and became a millionaire. And whenever I tell people about Amy, they're like, no, you don't know an actual person who is a millionaire leader in MLM. And I do. So I've got my friend Amy on the phone. Amy, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I think we're going to absolutely love hearing your Canadian accent. (laughs) Oh, you just made me laugh. I love you. Tell me how you first got into network marketing and then how that grew to be the million-dollar bathrobe? So basically, I started in network marketing when I was about 19 years old. So, oh, geez, I think I'm 41 now. So 21 years or so I've been in network marketing. And I was in and out of at least 10 different companies. So I had the classic start a company, uh, not find success, and then fail. You know, I, I had that story over and over and over again. And I decided one day when I was actually pregnant with my third child, my husband and I, we had this conversation and he said, why don't you stop doing these network marketing things? Nobody makes money and you're just spending more than you're making. Like you need to quit and you'll probably save us a lot of money because we need to budget for this third child coming. And I actually agreed with him for a hot minute. I said, you know what? you're right, I'm going to stop doing these. And then I was actually looking for a product, and the dilemma was was that it was purchased through a network marketing business model. And so I had to make that decision. Do I uh, purchase as a customer, or do I purchase as a distributor? What do I do? So behind my husband's back, I decided to (laughs) sign up as a distributor because I wanted a better price. And I thought, hey, maybe I could make a couple of dollars. What happened this time was completely different than the other times, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why. When I finally told him what I was doing, of course, he was really, really angry. And you know my husband, because you've known us for a long time, how supportive he is of everything I do. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't believe your husband, while you were married, your husband (laughs) dropped you off and let you live with me. that mean that's like different tiers of success that you can have and then you sell a million dollars no it's not that i sell a million dollars we sell well more than that every month my team but uh commissions like the million dollar club means that 
you you've made a million dollars in commissions. After and I'm well over that now. Like, how many years? Two and a half years. Wow. So what's different then? Do you think so after- my sisters sell stuff sometimes? I know other girls on Facebook from high school, I see them selling stuff, but they're not millionaires and you are. So why? The difference I really truly feel is that it's a mindset. Because when I was in the other companies before, those 10 other companies that I royally failed at, I like to say I successfully failed. Yeah. I successfully failed at those other companies. I didn't really decide to do anything except press submit, sell a couple bucks maybe, and use the products for myself. That's where my mind was at. But this last time, because I told him, I said, if I, don't, if I don't make it in this company, I'll never do another one again. I promise. I made that vow. And so I made it a mission. My mindset was completely different. I put everything into it that I possibly could every waking hour. Like, I, I really, really worked hard at what I did to do what I did. And what and does that mean? Like, I putting like, on parties and posting and reaching out to people and putting little marketing packs together. I remember the early days I would see you on social media always being really proactive and sending stuff out or doing a shampoo party with girls from your neighborhood, right? Yeah, so so what did I tell It's the same thing. It's just I never stopped talking about my product or my opportunity. I never stopped sharing. And I'm not – I know a lot of people think the reason why they, they don't like these MLMs or network marketing is because they think it's a pyramid scheme. They always say the word pyramid scheme. Well, it's a scam. But it's, it's not a scam. What it is, it's a business model. Every business has a business model, and ours is set up a certain way. And there's no scheming or scamming because people that come into the company, like I, there's girls in this company that came in a year ago and that are well beyond me. They've made more than me. What? And they've and they've been in it less than me. Yes. Like there's no talk in our company. It's you work, you do you you do the work you need to do, and you're consistent with it, and. It may take two years, it may take 10 years, but your work will pay off just like in any business. You know, you, you with your comedy, you worked at that, right? You didn't all of a sudden get all these shows and things all at once. Like, you worked. Remember the early days, you doing your stuff. You worked at this. It's the same thing, right? Well, the failure model is really similar because people think once they see you on TV or like once you've hit the million dollar club, they go, oh, that just happened out of nowhere. And I agree with you that I count all my failure as my study and as my uh, foundation for what I'm doing now. And, and I was really bad for a really long time. But if I hadn't had those failures, I wouldn't know how to do the job now. Exactly. So I have a lot, a lot of people think, that people that just meet me go, oh, you just got in first, and you're just lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I find luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So I was well prepared for this opportunity to come by. I had 17 years of failure, and I don't see failure as a bad thing, exactly what you just said. I see failure as learning. And do you think that this opportunity is available to everyone? I 100% believe that this could be for anyone. Anybody, there's no requirement for getting into network marketing. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have anything special. I never had anything special except for a lot of failed attempts. I was at, When this one that I'm in now came across my lap, 
I was at home doing nails out of my little salon in my home. That's what I was doing at the time. Mm. And nothing, I didn't have a big social media. I wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't have a huge following. It wasn't anything like that, but it was a lot of legwork. I contacted people I knew. I just, I'm not a pushy person. I really believe that our industry gets a bad rap because people, some well, I mean, there's all kinds of different personality types out there, but a lot of people, you know, they could be pushy salespeople or things like that, because we are salespeople. But in, we sell things. We sell products. So, yes, we are salespeople. I'm not going to lie. That we are in sales. <laughs> We're here <laughs> to sell you something. I'm not a pushy person. I'm just going to passionately share, and people will say yes or no if they want to hear more. If they don't, no big deal. I'll just keep sharing. Um, so why do you think it makes people so mad? Because anytime I've shared your business or my sister's business, I get a lot of vitriol in the DMs. People would rather give their money to whomever, but they don't want to invest in ML. I don't know why. I don't know where the anger comes from. What do you think? Say I was selling a product that I made myself. Would that be any different than the product that I made that the company I'm representing. If I still passionately love and believe in both products, would somebody be more angry because it comes from an MLM? Our business model works, and you see a lot of people celebrating their successes. Our industry produces more millionaires, more six- and seven-figure earners than most of the business models out there today. Network marketing is a very lucrative business model. Yes, there are some... um, companies that are legit scams that hide themselves under the network marketing kind of model but those are usually found out pretty quick and they're brought down really quick yeah maybe that's where it comes from then just companies using the business model to run a scam and then everyone gets painted with the same brush maybe yes gotcha and how much money do you think you invested before you started making money my investment for this current business was just my starter kit and I legitimately thought I was just going to use it for myself until Tim battled me and thought I, said I couldn't do it no one's going to trust me or believe in me blah 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 shot me down to the ground can you imagine if I said to him okay sure yeah you know what you're right no one's going to believe me I may as well not do it or you could have said I want a divorce this is a toxic relationship <laughs> I'm being emotionally abused in this very moment and then you'd have all the millions of dollars just to yourself and it wouldn't even be a marital asset. Yes. <laughs> How long have you been married <laughs> for now? Yeah, we've been together since 1995. Ay, ay, ay. So So we've been together for a long time and then married for even longer. <laughs> Just some time. Good. Well, tell me about your book because I know you have a book coming out to help people, I suppose, emulate your million-dollar bathrobe life. Yeah, so the Million Dollar Bathrobe is a brand that I created because I truly believe that it's not just network marketing, but in business and in life, that living your authentic self uh, really helps you to connect to a life that you love because I built very authentically by being me. I just showed up as me and I shared what I loved and I did what I did in literally my bathrobe. And so... Uh, I developed tools to help mindset because mindset was a huge part of of my shift in my journey because I personally believe that change doesn't come if you don't take action. You can read all the books you want, you can listen to all the podcasts you want, but unless you take action, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? 
Right. And it's all about connecting to a life that you love and living your authentic self. And yeah, so that's what it's all about. <laughs> I love that. You can, if you go to milliondollarbathrobe.com, that's the hub for everything Million Dollar Bathrobe. I hope this debunks some of the MLM stuff. I'm sure I'll get some like ugh, feisty emails, but I just don't get it. And if you are still skeptical, Amy's my genuine real friend and we wouldn't scam you. Why would we do that? Thanks for your time, Amy. And yeah. you can read Million Dollar Bathrobe very soon and follow Amy at Bathrobe CEO. <laughs> Bye. See ya. My main takeaway is this. Comedy is a scam. It fails for most people. You will lose your youth, your time, and you will work for free for many years. You will work, you will pay to work for many years in the beginning of comedy. You will travel to do gigs. You will pay for hotels and pay for petrol and pay through grief and definitely become a pariah to all of your friends. What do you think the pyramid scheme of open mics is? In America especially, you don't even get on stage until you bring 10 friends. So everything is a risk and it requires your own sensibility and moderation. I would never ever put Amy in front of you guys if she wasn't real. And her story isn't everyone's. My sister pretty much just uses the products for herself, but she hasn't lost anything. It's really important not to make a bigger investment to chase something that looks like it's not going to happen. You know, have a have a line for yourself. Don't sell your Latina construction company is what I'm saying. And I just think we all have to be creative right now. I started this podcast because I had very little work in the pandemic and I needed an outlet for communication and I wanted to stay in touch with people in a climate where I'm not allowed to tour. I just want everyone to have access to as much joy and authenticity as they can and I want you to be able to support your families and sorry all the proper jobs with proper bosses that we thought were safe are not so good luck um let's go to the letters now and then we'll say good night Here's the first email. Catherine, I love your podcast and I listen every time a new one is added. I'm in a bit of a pickle. I was meant to get married in September, but due to COVID, the wedding is delayed until next year. We briefly discussed a prenup before the wedding was changed to next year. I am due to inherit six figures and more when unfortunately my parents pass away. When will that be? Feels like you're making some financial plans. God forbid and also become the owner of their family business, which is still thriving during this time. My fiance does not seem keen on signing and he says it sounds silly. We've never had any issues with trust or anything, but I just wonder, should I push this in case the worst should happen in the future? Yes! What an open and shut case if there's ever been one. You're signing a prenup. You don't know who someone is when everything's rosy. You just don't. You have an ancestral obligation to protect what your parents built for you. That is it. End of story. Nothing about romance, nothing else. And if this person won't sign the prenup, then that alone, my dear, is an irreconcilable difference. He does not fundamentally understand where you come from or what your responsibility to your family is. No negotiation, nothing. If you want to take it back really old school, get your father or your mother to have that chat with him because it's not even your money. It is their money. You are the executor of that money and he is ridiculous if he thinks he's not signing that prenup or he can find a poor wife. 
God help Violet after all my work on this earth, I leave money to her and she foolishly gets dickmatized out of it by some Highgate boy. Violet, he's signing a prenup. Or for the love of God, she, please, I'm holding on. <laughs> uh, here is a letter from a mother. Catherine, I just got round to watching The Duchess all at once. Thank you for watching all at once because actually that's the only thing that Netflix counts. If you watch half of it and you don't finish it, then I think numbers-wise, analytics-wise, that actually works against me. So thank you for doing that. The episode where Olive has her hair cut made me sob uncontrollably. As the mother of a two-year-old girl come Saturday, I'm panicking about the passage of time and how poorly I'm using it. I suffer terribly with postnatal depression and anxiety. Although I feel that my mental health is steadying, I feel that I've settled into habits of staying calm by avoiding big emotions, that I've been making myself flat to make myself reliable. I think I'm letting my daughter's life get away from me without imparting any of the joy and wisdom I thought I would give to her. I guess my question is, how do you stay focused on making your child happy? How do you stay in the moment? Ugh, I really empathize with this and I think it's every parent's struggle because you love your children so much and you want them so badly and you're aware of the passing of time and how when it's gone, it's gone, yet day to day can be pretty excruciating and sometimes I would ignore my daughter just to look at photos of my daughter. I know people who do that and you know you're doing it but you can't stop sometimes or I had to work and make a life for us and I thought oh am I letting this go I think there's no avoiding empty nest syndrome having kids is harrowing it's really traumatic because best case scenario they're healthy and they thrive and they outlive you but that is still a trauma watching my daughter change from the two-year-old like the three-year-old best friend to me that she was when it was just the two of us to who she is now. I'm proud of her now. I see less of her now. She has a lot of other interests besides me now. She doesn't have my full attention anymore. But also those little girls are gone. Like she's not who she was when she was three. That girl is gone. And she's not who she was when she was six. And she's someone else now. And I really like her a lot. But I don't know. I think the best that we can do for not just this generation, but if you want to take it, you know, indigenous literature, psychology, seven generations ahead of you and seven generations behind, the best thing you can do is lead by example and be joyful and make wise decisions in your own life and dance around the kitchen and steal those moments in the car when they're laughing at something that you say or put your phone away, which is so hard. And just play as much as you can because it is meant to be excruciating. There's no other way around it. That little girl's going to grow up. And I'm sorry I don't have better advice, but yeah, just do the best you can with every day and don't worry about yesterday or tomorrow. Oh, here's one about financial matters, which should answer the little prenup question from before. Catherine. I turned 25. I finally started working full-time as a registered nurse, good for you, thank you for your service, and started living with who I thought was the man of my dreams, a six-foot-five gentleman who treated me right. Why are women so obsessed with height? Listen, you don't want 
him six foot five for long because he would have had an ego from a young age. Do you know Bobby Kay was teeny, teeny, tiny, like ruthlessly small until he was about 15 years old. And then at age 15, he grew to the height that he is now, which is like 5'11 or almost six feet, I don't know. He grew all that height within the space of 10 months. And it was so traumatic for his body that he used to pass out in class and ambulances would come. But that little small time of his life was very formative. It was very important. And I think it contributed to the person that he is today. All right. I really thought I had met the one and I was settling down and getting my life started. Over the time of us living together and me financially struggling, my then boyfriend started lending me money. I never sought this out, but he just did it to help me. He would transfer me funds to help me pay for bills and things. I knew he kept a tally, but I never worried about it because we were never going to break up and it would be future me's problem if we did. Over a year, this added up to 5,000 pounds. Fast forward to now. He woke up randomly one morning and told me he didn't love me anymore and that we were breaking up. I was blindsided, hoodwinked, and bamboozled. Love the thesaurus use here. Now I'm trying to get my name off the lease so I can move out, but he's blackmailing me saying I need to pay him the money back or he will not release me from the lease. Hang on, is he the landlord? He's also changed the narrative of our relationship and told his friends that I was abusive verbally and physically, which is just not true. He called me at work to tell me, you're the worst person I've ever met. I'm a nice guy and I deserve so much better than you. Catherine, it's been a lot. I'm questioning myself as a person and I just don't know what to do. I always wanted to pay him back, but now he's being so awful and mean to me, I want to tell him to stick it. Keep in mind, I do not have this money. I would have to take out a loan or something else to pay it off. I hope you don't think I'm asking anyone to feel sorry for me. I just need harsh advice. You can be on his side and I would understand. <laughs> Attached is the picture of the note he sent me with evidence of how much I owe him. Okay, and this is a screen grab from the notes section in your phone. And it just says, owes me 5,000 pounds. And he has spelled owes wrong. How humiliating. Just embarrassing himself with this note. All right, coming at you from a barrister perspective, of which I have no formal experience or training, this is not evidence. This is a little boy with big hands attached to his giant body, has awkwardly tapped into his phone, owes me 5,200 pounds, and he spelled it wrong. That's not evidence of anything except his poor upbringing and education. Um, he doesn't have receipts. He doesn't have any invoices. Did he keep a calendar of the times that he gifted you this money? Because gifts are not returnable. Was it clear that he was giving you a loan dependent on the success of your relationship? Did you sign any IOUs to this man? No, these were gifts that you accrued throughout your relationship. And it would be understandable in many relationships that boyfriends and girlfriends would give each other gifts. He's not getting this money back. I think you've been more than generous to say that you will pay him back in increments that you can afford. And no judge would actually put an order for you to take out a different loan to pay back an, a loan that isn't even a loan. You're not ever gonna be asked to get yourself into debt to pay back a gift. No, he can take you to small claims court if he wants. 
I don't really know the legality of your lease agreement. Is he your landlord? Could you sublet your room and your flat based on, you know, the circumstances, the emotional circumstances? If you talk to your landlord, this guy doesn't have a leg to stand on. And I'll tell you something else for free. I dated people who were terrible and abusive, and I never got in touch with them to tell them that because I didn't need to. I just moved on and I never talked to them again. And if he was truly the victim in this, then he would turn the other cheek, chalk it up to a loss and move forward or at least cool down before trying to have some conversation about a reasonable repayment scheme, which by the way, it doesn't look to me like you need to participate in. So good luck. Be glad that you don't have any children with this person and he doesn't have any children with you. And also be glad that you didn't get married without making him sign a prenup, giving him full access to your six-figure inheritance and family business. Please look after yourselves and each other. Please look after your family wealth and your personal interests first and foremost. Because at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, you gotta be on your own with some of this stuff. And try MLM if you want, <laughs> but uh, oh, I know so many people are gonna be mad. I just don't know. Make sure it's not a scam. Why don't you reach out to Bathrobe CEO because I can promise you she's one of the best people that I know and she'll tell you the truth. All right, bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.